Hey guys, welcome back to the Influence Community. We're your hosts, Alyssa and Danielle. This is where we spill the tea, talk all things influencing, and try to keep up with the ever-changing industry. Grab a coffee, sip your tea, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey queens. Hey queens. Welcome back. Um, we have a couple updates for you guys, then we'll do our influences of the week and then dive into this week's episode, which is tips on rebranding and just changing and evolving with your brand over time because I feel like it typically happens for everyone. So that's kind of the schedule for today. So just real quick for updates, we want to do a fun little giveaway for you guys. So stay tuned for like a... BFF giveaway on the Influence Community Instagram page coming soon. I feel like, when should we do that? Maybe, maybe we'll announce all the details next week. Yeah, I think. And post next week. It'll be like a fun little holiday giveaway. Yeah, just to thank you guys for hanging around and supporting us. So we want to be able to give back. And then we are also deciding on what we want to do specifically. But we are going to have like a, I guess you could call it a Black Friday sale on our Paris trip for next year. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned for those details as well. But that's our updates for now, and we can dive into our influences of the week. So what is your current influence? Okay, mine is New Balances because they are literally my favorite sneaker. They are so comfortable, but I just ordered a new pair. Um, I think I had like the five seven honestly there's so many numbers like I don't know which ones I have I think it's like 574 or 579 I don't know and I'm in love with them got them for Paris obsessed and so I just ordered the 550s in pink and I'm really excited um to have those in my closet because they're so freaking comfy and it's just so funny that they're still around and like I feel like they are not going out of style anytime soon so I'm just like okay I know I, I keep right seeing like gray ones and cream ones and I really really like them but they're just like so cute I just feel like I wear my I think they're five thirties a little yeah. more <laughs> the like sneaker ones yeah so I, I love, love those. those so much so cute where did you get them StockX yeah StockX they're really like not expensive so yeah I feel like if you're getting them when they're like a little off trend then obviously they're more affordable because not everyone is trying to buy them and the prices are skyrocketing like crazy so I feel like the neutral ones definitely run more expensive yeah like even the green ones so expensive yeah yeah but yeah, Cute. I just like I love when I have them in my photos. So I'm like, okay, I need more. So yeah, I'm excited about that. That should get delivered this weekend. Love but that. What is your influence of the week? Mine is I shared this on my stories, but I recently, well, I guess this year, went gluten free and dairy free. And so obviously that cuts out a lot of sweets. And I I have such a sweet tooth like I love sweet things I love candy I love chocolate like I feel like before I went on this 
before I, I don't want to say it's a diet, but before I, it's like a, like what's like the a lifestyle change? Yeah. Like okay. Yes. Diet. Before yeah. I went on this lifestyle change, yes. cookies were my jam, like favorite thing ever. Like anywhere we went, like I had to get a chocolate chip cookie. Like that's how I like to finish off yeah, a meal. You really did. So when I changed my lifestyle i which was for like health reasons it yeah wasn't oh like, yeah, yeah yeah she's on a diet yeah exactly like i did the whole blood testing thing like they told me i'm allergic to gluten and dairy basically so yeah anyway so i had to cut out cookies and that was really hard and sad and i've i'm always looking for alternatives and i feel like there are definitely really good ones out there that i've come across and tried but recently i found this dessert brand called nowhere bakery and it's it's so crazy it's like gluten-free dairy-free it's paleo which means it's gluten-free and dairy-free it's vegan noise no soy no refined sugars like they're pretty good for a dessert so and i feel like they actually taste pretty decent too and that's the hardest part is finding things that taste good mm-hmm. with all the alternative ingredients and they are a little pricey because I feel like well I've noticed when you have almond flour it's a lot more expensive and it's I prefer expensive to buy yeah sure. and make and produce just the whole thing so yeah they are a little more expensive but obviously it's worth it for my health and then it kind of fills that sweet tooth and then I'm still staying within you know my lifestyle parameters and not having to break Mm -hmm. it for a cookie or whatever so I'm so excited I found it and they have so many things they make cakes like birthday cakes if you want to get a birthday cake from them which is really cool um like cookies like chocolate cookies chocolate chip cookies blondies brownies these like cookie dough bars these things that look like macaroons what else was in my box I recently just ordered the sampler kit so I could taste one of everything that way I can just order the things that I love but yeah love that so yummy like that so yeah I'm so excited that I found those so if you're kind of in the same boat and you have dietary restrictions and you have a sweet tooth like me check out Nowhere Bakery because they're so good and they ship which is what I did but then they also have I think they're headquartered in Costa Mesa so if you live over there I think you can go in and just pick up desserts like if you went into a dessert shop so but obviously I don't live over there so I got it shipped but yeah so I'm excited those things excite me yeah no <laughs> next I need to bring you paleo trees because oh I yes just can't I stop talking to try about that. them um I think oh my god they're just so freaking good like literally it's so good so that we'll is that on my list for sure so yes but okay so that's our influences this week And I guess now we'll just dive into this week's episode about changing your aesthetic, your niche, your handle, just your overall branding. I feel like it's a very normal evolution if you've been on Instagram for a while. I feel like just over the years, as you get older, as you grow, your style changes, your taste changes, like your aesthetic. I feel like we've all gone through it. So we just kind of wanted to talk about it and kind of get give tips on what we did and what we experienced at the time um because we gotten some questions about it so I feel like yeah I feel like this is a good question I feel like it's not something that we would really think to do an episode on so I'm I love when you guys ask these specific questions because 
we've been in the industry for so long that some things like we wouldn't necessarily think about doing, you know, a whole podcast on. Right. Um, but like we could talk about pretty much anything in the industry for like hours. So <laughs> thank you for asking this question. And we actually are shouting her out. She's the listener of the week at the end of the episode. So stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like there are a lot of things you can change over time and I feel like just in general if you say you have a small business a company or you actually have a blog like a website over like the overall rebranding tips I would give from what I've personally experienced is I did hire a graphic designer because they can help you create kind of this packet where they give you a logo and they give you like other fonts to use that match it and that look good together and then you have fonts and then you can pick your color palette and they really kind of help you create the vision so the girl that I used I love her so much I think her Instagram is Jamie Ray Designs Um, she's the one who actually helped us with the design for our Paris totes as well I just love her she's so easy to work with and she always gives so many options and I love how she lays it out because you can just see everything and I'm a very visual person so I think it's worth getting a graphic designer to help you with that especially if you do have some sort of website because then they also give you like the color codes for your specific colors and then you just plug those numbers in you know based on like the hex numbers or whatever they give you and then your website and branding looks so cohesive with the matching fonts and the logos and the colors and like I don't know it just makes me so happy if you're an aesthetic person So I think getting that logo, getting your color palette, getting your fonts for a cohesive website and blog is very important. And then it also helps you figure out your personal aesthetic in general. And then you could translate that into your Instagram, which is what I feel like I did when I did my rebrand. So yeah, no, totally. I feel like it's hard. I think we actually did an episode on finding... Oh no, I think we did an episode on finding your actual style, but I feel like it's so different than finding your personal aesthetic. Like, yeah. Are you someone who uses caps or are you someone who uses lowercase? Like it's I feel like it gets down to that and I feel I'm like literally an all caps like, girly. <laughs> yeah, I feel like small things like that like yeah. really help people notice like what your personal aesthetic is and when you're really cohesive with that even on stories, even with little things in like your photos, like do you always have coffee in your photo? Do you always have a bag? Like literally things, small things like that make a huge difference. Um, And if you're kind of like wondering how to, to understand that or how to get there, I feel like asking yourself questions like, what am I excited to shoot? Like, what do I feel confident in? What do I love in terms of like props when I'm shooting or what does your audience love because Mm -hmm. that can also help you and like your audience whatever they're loving can really push you in the right direction if you might not think of something like honestly I feel like that happened to me I would have never thought that I love pink and pink is like my favorite color always has been like blah 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 I'm such a girly girl but I would have never thought to like keep that as a cohesive thing on my page until my audience was like obsessed with every single time that I posted something pink like it was just a very noticeable difference so that kind of pushed me in the right direction because I feel like 
I am the same way, like my audience with black. Like when Uh I post like an all black outfit, like head to toe black, it gets the most saves and engagement. And Mm -hmm. I feel like saves is the best metric to use when trying to figure these things out because I noticed my posts, like my best posts have the most saves. So it's like when people are saving, that's the biggest indication ever. But it's so funny because my first like brand packaging coloring that I did was pink and green you guys wait that's actually so funny yeah I can like post the little graphic packages things that that she sent me to show you guys but and the logo was like a palm leaf and that was like my branding for so long and then I stopped resonating with that and I just didn't love it so I honestly stopped posting on my blog for so long because I didn't like how it looked I was like this is not me I don't like being here I don't like how it looks like I don't want anything to do with it and then so finally I was like oh wait if I don't like it it's time to rebrand and like revamp my image and change everything so I did that I worked with her I got new fonts new colors obviously went neutral more minimal aesthetic and now I love it so much and like my blog makes me so happy because it's like my perfect aesthetic and what I like and what I'm drawn to so it's just funny that that kind of happened on its own and you Mm -hmm. kind of just like evolve with it but I feel like we're gonna dive more into that here in this next section but it's so funny because wow I don't know okay we'll just start with so changing your aesthetic (laughs) we'll just jump right in so this is like your style your Instagram etc I feel like if you guys are OGs then you know but I feel like there are also so many new people There's probably more new people than OGs, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. But we've changed our aesthetic so many times because Instagram has also changed. I feel like, oh my gosh, like our first... Like if you're an OG... You know. You know. Because like, (laughs) I feel like the peak of Instagram was like like the travel blogger era. 2018 is where we're starting here. Because I feel like that's where like bloggers and... um, I feel like that's where bloggers really became a thing it was the travel blogger era of like the highly curated photos and feeds and like everything was you had to look perfect Mm -hmm. and now we're obviously in a very very different stage but yeah um instagram has changed a lot (laughs) so in 2018 basically uh back in the day heavy heavy presets were so popular bright colors a lot of editing like the colors were changed so much like I don't even know how to describe it maybe we'll dig deep into the archives and show you guys what we used to edit like it you guys would literally be like who is she if you saw my pictures um Um, yeah like people I was this like boho chic oh my god colorful I feel like yours is oh my god the most shocking because (laughs) You are so opposite from that now. Like, you really yeah. were like a boho beach girl. Yes. Which I'm is like screaming. so crazy. But, like you said, that's like when the travel content was just going crazy. Like, I feel like when pe- people would go to Greece to pop off, and they did. Like, that was how you grew in the back in the day, was like travel mm-hmm. and like posting, like just very and curated. It was highly curated. Like, you'd have photographers. So many props. 
like you would have to have DSLR. like a full spread of like breakfast in the morning and then you'd ha- I don't know like there was so many like these and girls honestly would go all out JC Marie Smith was at, at her prime in this time this. but it's funny because on her TikTok like she'll laugh about it and she actually has deleted or archived all of those photos which I'm kind of sad about because they were so iconic yeah but she like hates that era or whatever I think because honestly props to the girls that were peaking during that time because the amount of work and effort that went into that is like actually insane like the that was that, like, literally DSLR photos edited in so Photoshop like like the full like package like you you weren't just on your iphone taking a picture editing no, in lightroom real quick and posting your it. friends <laughs> no no this is like the like, photographer era <laughs> yeah so oh crazy God, yeah. so that's kind of how it started but okay so for me basically i feel like i've changed my aesthetic about three times so i started when i decided to like pursue this I started and had a really bright preset I think I bought oh yeah this is the time of presets I think I bought three different presets until I figured out which one I liked the best and that's what I stuck with and it was just I have to post one on the influence community story so you guys can understand I still have my preset so I can do what like a normal photo oh I have all my photos like in Lightroom too so we'll share those because just so you guys can really get a grasp on this and like how dramatic we're talking but basically I had a really bright preset and then I went through this phase where I was like I don't love this anymore I want it to be like more toned down and more natural so then I feel like I had it was still like colorful but just like toned down on the editing for sure but like still now to me it would be a lot of editing but it was a lot less than what I had originally started with so I was doing that and then I feel like from that then I kind of went into like more I guess there was another period of no not a lot of editing but still colors and then now I'm in my neutral dark moody minimal chic and happy vibes (laughs) and I feel like happy I'm the most me right now in terms of my aesthetic like when I look at my Instagram feed I'm so happy when I post a photo I love it so much regardless of what engagement it gets like I I just like relate the most with my current feed and that's like when you know you're like where you're supposed to be. So I feel like that's me. What has your aesthetic journey been like? (laughs) I'm dead. It's so funny thinking back to these times but um, okay yeah so I had that same really heavy bright freaking preset that I remember this was the time where like it was normal to be like, oh, I can't wear that color. It doesn't look good with my preset. Do you remember that? Like, we literally couldn't. I remember I I couldn't wear reds or greens because, like, my preset took it out. Like, no, same. So funny. (laughs) We're like, oh, no, I can't wear that color. It doesn't go with my preset. Or, oh, I can't shoot there because my preset will, like, make it look really weird. Like, it was so, oh, my God. It was so funny. And, like, everyone had these presets. So, yeah, so the preset era, and then I remember this was, like, there was a time where everyone was, like, never mind, I'm not using a preset. <laughs> so then never I was, like, mind. oh, wait, I didn't want to part with mine yet, so I, like, really toned it down, and then I was keeping it still really colorful, I want to say. 
I feel like I tried to do neutrals for a while, but I just like, I don't know, like you figure out what feels the most authentic to you. And like, then I toned down my preset a lot. So it's like, I have a preset right now, but it's very like, it's just messing with like the highlights, the shadows, the exposure, temperature, like that, like minimal things. Not like, really the color. A little bit. Yes. Yeah. Like I take out the blue and like little things like that. Yeah. So, um, so that's where I'm at now, but yeah, I tried neutrals and then I remember I was, I've always loved pink, like I said, but I feel like it wasn't even that recent because I was looking at photos from January and I was like posting full neutrals still. So it wasn't like until later, a little into the year where I found out like pink was it for me and, um, (laughs) Now we're here and I'm so happy. Kid would not go back. I li- it's just so funny because I wish I had photos of myself in middle school when I got like low key bullied for only wearing pink and like everyone would like l- like make fun of me because they called me pink girl. I mean it was kind of a joke, but like yeah. And then I got self conscious and then I stopped wearing it. But like this is very authentically who I am. <laughs> Honestly, so love that for you. I know. But yeah, that has been our aesthetic journeys. And I feel like people don't really go through that now if you're just starting because I don't think there's been any major crazy trends like the travel blogger era. And I don't think we'll ever go back to that either. So um, yeah, it's funny to look back on. I feel like when you do change your aesthetic, your audience might change a little bit, but I feel like not too drastically I guess it just like depends on your aesthetic and if it's like a gradual transition kind of like what we did so we Mm -hmm. gradually went from like crazy bright colors and then like toned it down and then like toned it down more and now we're where we're at but if you're going from like the crazy bright colors to like where I'm at now like dark and moody then I feel like your audience will change a little more but if it's like a transition it's definitely gradual and I feel like you won't see that much of a change, which I feel like is good. But at the end of the day, I would just say focus on what makes you happy and not what everyone else is doing. I feel like that was hard for me last year when I was kind of going through this journey. I feel like this journey to get where I am now was kind of took me a year because I was posting color like sunsets, purples, like green, blue, like all the colors really. Yeah. And I was literally doing that because everyone else was doing that and that's what was like doing well. So I was like, oh, I guess I'll do it. And I didn't love it for myself, but I was just, you know, doing it. But this year... Because it was summer and you're like, yeah. I can't, like I need to post this during the summer. Exactly. And then this year when summer came... I literally did not change a single thing. Like, I feel like I kind of kept very true to from, like, winter, actually fall, last year fall into winter and all the way through this year and now back into fall. I feel like I've stayed so consistent with my style, my editing, and obviously adjusting with the seasons, but in terms of like the aesthetic in general. Like mini skirts, boots for summer, like little things like that. So I feel like it's definitely 
worth doing what makes you happy because again I feel so good about my feed I feel like I'm working with brands that are similar to my feed and accepting that like not working with brands like over the summer who focus on like a ton of bright color obviously that's not a good aesthetic fit and that makes sense and it's totally fine you know I'm not gonna like randomly post like a bright colorful outfit for a sponsored post like that would just look so weird on my feed but and people can tell when you're like forcing it no I think that's the thing like it doesn't really matter like what your aesthetic is like your audience is because it's gonna come through as very authentic if you're posting wearing what you love and not just because it's a trend so if you're nervous about like switching aesthetics or whatever um just do it if it's something you genuinely love and it's gonna shine through for sure absolutely so yeah that's kind of what we experienced when we changed our aesthetic um it's definitely been a journey this whole time and who knows if it'll happen again I feel like you never know with the way like social media is so it's just like always willing to kind of be flexible and feel out your style and like what you like because I feel like there's so many aesthetics now and I feel like some people like having no aesthetic is an aesthetic and there's just no I literally saw a TikTok on this that the main um I guess we could call them aesthetics now have sub aesthetics so it's like like there's an overall I don't even know what you would call this like prep like I want to say I don't know what the overarching okay I would say like feminine but now there's subcategories there's modern romance yeah. there is like cottage core there's literally ballet like core fairy ballet core like yes like pink like there's just so many specific subcategories now of overarching aesthetics that it's there's so much out there but I feel like that is really cool yeah and I feel like a lot can like a lot of them can relate to each other so they're similar but they're not the same and you can really play around and mix and match and see like what really makes you happy and what your audience responds well with and then figure out like how you want to go with that and then if having no aesthetic is your aesthetic that is also a thing so I feel like it's really just finding what's best for you and like what makes you happy and excited to post and that's what you want to do essentially so that's our tips on aesthetic and then the next thing would be changing your niche and I feel like that's probably the hardest thing to go through Mm -hmm. because I feel like you're targeting a whole new audience I don't think I've ever changed my niche except for when I went from like my personal to like fashion fashion. blogger yeah Yeah. we're talking about like if you were to go from um like lifestyle to or hmm, that's not really good i like like food cooking to like like, foodie foodie cooking to fashion yeah that's like a really hard change i actually have seen someone do that though so um and i don't know if you know who kick Oh, obviously, you know who Kit Keenan is, but she's like, she does both, and it's very interesting. She's like cooking, like cooking foodie, but then she also posts fashion. So, so I feel like that's kind both. of, I feel like we might have talked about this, but like you pick your niche at the beginning, you grow your audience, and then once you get to a certain point, you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And like you're big enough and you've cultivated this loyal audience who wants yeah, to trust. know like every aspect of your life that's when you can like broaden it again and then start dipping your toes in like a bunch of different things and be more lifestyle per se mm-hmm. but when you're starting out if you're doing one of those major switches I feel it's like hard. it's definitely hard and you might want to consider potentially starting a new account just depending on how big your existing account is at the time because if you are a foodie like all these people are following you for food tips recipes cooking tips whatever and then one day you decide I don't want to do that anymore and you change over to fashion they're all just going to be very confused you're gonna get a lot of unfollows that's just what's going to happen and then you're gonna have to rebuild your community so I feel like potentially just starting a brand new account especially with how Instagram is now these days a new account could be pretty beneficial if you're making a really big switch and say going into fashion and just start a fashion account that way because I mean again we've never done this but you will go through that phase of losing followers who aren't going to be interested in your new niche. Honestly I feel like I experienced this when I graduated college and then change and then went into fashion blogging like oh that's that's literally the pipeline of like college to fashion influencer you lose literally so many followers which is like understandable and it's totally fine and like I didn't realize that and I was upset and hurt by it but then I realized it and I was like oh duh that makes sense like all these frat boys who you guys just like sororities follow fraternities and like you guys just follow each other because that's like the cool thing and everybody wants a big number but then you start posting fashion of course they're all going to unfollow you because they don't want to see that they literally don't care and that's fine because you don't want inactive accounts that aren't going to engage with your content because that's just going to hurt your engagement in the long run anyways so it's totally fine to go through that phase of losing followers but just be aware yeah, a good way to that it's gonna it. happen so my advice would be start a new account because that way you can just specifically target the niche and audience that you want and I feel like it's a lot easier to do that because you'll also potentially have to retrain your algorithm with the way Instagram works because yeah I was gonna say you're doing you different fresh. content yeah I just feel like yeah start that'd be fresh, a good target target new people quicker mm-hmm. um yeah for sure yeah it takes and time it's to, definitely to gonna be niche. a process for sure like I feel like there's no set time frame on this it's just like I feel like we've we say this a lot but Instagram is the long game especially if you're gonna make the switch I kind of feel like it's like switching majors in college if you go from like honestly yeah I don't even know what a big switch would be but from like an English major to like a business major where like 
-hmm. a lot of the classes don't transfer over and you have to like restart and like rebuild I feel like that's kind of what it would be like yeah if that makes sense you're just gonna have to start fresh because nothing transfers over and you know obviously if you want to pursue this and you're in it for the long haul then you probably will not have an issue with this and we also know a couple girls who you know lost their accounts or wanted to test a second account or try new accounts and whose second account ended up doing a lot better than the original account so it's not impossible it's definitely doable and I wouldn't let that stop you from wanting to change or switch it up if that's what you're you feel like you're being called to do if that makes sense yeah no I based on our observations (laughs) yeah and what we see going on and then I feel like just engage with other creators with that similar niche and just kind of start building up that way yeah I feel like that's like honestly one of the number one things that when people ask me like tips on growth and things yeah. like that I would say like this is like top three is engaging with other creators in that same niche I just feel like this alone can take you so far just because one people really like when you're a supportive face mm-hmm. on Instagram of mm-hmm. course like it's appreciated and I feel like it just like people will see you always in the comments of other people and then it'll attract more people in that niche who can like go down the rabbit hole of who's in their comments like who should I be interacting with and I just feel like it just opens up this pool of the niche in a way like you're kind of just like working your way in there so I definitely think this is a big one on if you are changing your niche I feel like out of all the changes you could potentially make like this is just going to be the hardest one because it is the biggest change but I feel like it also could potentially be the most rewarding because I feel like your niche is what you're passionate about. So obviously if your passion changes, then you want to follow that and pursue that because that's what's going to show through in your content. So mm-hmm. I would say do it and just, you know, be aware of all these things we just mentioned and I feel like it'll be fine, you know? Yeah, just just go where you feel most excited and most inspired. You. Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. Okay, and then the next change is changing your handle. I feel like this is such an interesting topic because some people decide to do it, some people don't, and it just happens over time. And again, it's you just might want to change it as you evolve as a person. And I feel like we, Instagram and like me, we (laughs) went through like (laughs) – handle changes recently like where a lot of people change their handle basically so that was like an interesting phase but okay so for my handle journey my first one was Alyssa underscore noel I'm pretty sure which is my middle name so that was like my personal account in college because that's literally when I started actually I had Instagram like at the end of high school I think Mm mm-hmm college okay that was personal account and then when I wanted to do fashion blogging and made that transition that lines up with my preset change um I wanted like a persona I wanted a character I wanted a completely different brand that wasn't my name and I also thought it was kind of fun that like my old high school friends called friends like 
wouldn't be able to find me if they tried to look it up because it was just this mm. new brand name whatever so that's where fashionably served came in because that was my blogger theme that's when I was very like boho chic like posting at the beach <laughs> all the time lack of color hats like oh my god that bright the blogger kit essentials <laughs> that was lack of color cat- time literally <laughs> And so that's where I was like, oh, fashionably served. And I came up with that because I was like, you know how people are like fashionably late to events? Like I was late because I was at the beach surfing. I don't know. (laughs) So cute. That was the vibe then, um, 2018. So that stuck for obviously a while because I literally changed my handle this year and I feel like I just had this internal conflict because I had built this brand up for so long and I feel like so many people knew that like I feel like I'm in people's phones like my contact like is like fashionably served for like a lot of people (laughs) so it is hard to kind of let go and change but I just felt like in terms of my content now like I'm obviously not I mean I mean, I go to the beach, but I'm not like posting and creating content at the beach anymore like I used to. Like we used to have beach towels and beach chairs and umbrellas and like beach shoots and sunset shoots and picnics and like that whole vibe. And we just, I didn't, I don't do that anymore. So I felt like it was the right time to change my handle to my name because it was just more me. I felt like it fit my brand more and I wanted my brand now to be me. So that's why I changed it again to Alyssa.Larson. And yeah, I just felt like it was easier potentially for brands to find me. I don't know. And then I think I changed it right before Paris. And I was like, oh yeah, this that is was just like a fun change. Yeah, the for perfect Paris. time right before this trip. So. It felt just like the right time to do it. So I did it. So that was kind of like my handle journey. And I just felt like my theme and content focus changed. And I wanted people to be able to relate to what I'm currently doing. And I still love the beach. It's just not relevant to my content. So I wanted to make sure, you know, my audience and brands could find me. And everything is just more aligned, I feel like. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's my handle journey. What about you? (laughs) okay my very first handle was my name and my last or my middle name with two eyes (laughs) danielle Lindsay. cute um but danielle Lindsay was taken so i had to do it with two eyes and i had that for so long um and then i changed it to danielle glands i probably when i went to college i don't remember and then and then when i started my fashion blog in like 20 maybe this was end of 2017 or 2018 but I think it might have been the end of actually it was the end of 2017 um because I was a junior in college I think I can't remember but um I made a separate account because I didn't even know there were fashion bloggers out there I was like oh my god literally my favorite story I I'm just like (laughs) It's so funny, but like honestly, my defense, like no, there were like big ones, but I just had no idea about them. Like, um, this was like the Ami song. Wait, Ami yeah. is that her name? Ami Ami yeah. song. We wore what era? Like, Brandon but I didn't Xavier, know about them yet. All those girlies. Yes, I didn't know about them yet. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna make a separate Instagram for my blog, which was called Wild Souls. LOL. Cute. So that was my 
my blog name. Um, and so I had two Instagrams at this point and I just like, obviously it's a lot of upkeep. So I remember merging them probably in like 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely had to be like 2018. And I was just posting on my personal account. And then I remember at the end of 2018, I believe was when I had the idea, like I was just bored of it. Like I was bored of my name. And I think this was also the time where everyone had, it wasn't just your name. Like everyone had this like persona, like you Mm -hmm. said. So I wanted a brand. Like that's like what people considered brand. So I changed it to she styled what, and I still have that today. I feel like I'll know when it's time for me to change that. I don't think I feel like any overwhelming urge right now, but like you had I feel like I'll know when it's time so yeah and I feel like yours we'll is still very is. relevant obviously like yeah, style it's just like, like fashion. fashion she sounds wet like yeah I just, it's cute it like, goes it's I feel like that's really good mine just like related to the beach and I just don't right do that it's anymore, not so I had to change the brand it. anymore yeah but now <laughs> I'm married so it would have to be like Danielle Shane's which Cute, is so crazy honestly. and then like I still need to update my name but I'm like oh I don't like how my old last name glands and my new last name shanes which i haven't officially changed yet so like first off i'm like i don't know if i should even put that as just danielle shanes but if i have both in my instagram it's danielle shanes glands and it's like both one syllable and i like it's just like shanes glands like i feel like it's kind of a lot so i'm like i don't know how to do this yet so i'm trying to figure out Mm. do you have glands on your instagram yeah, I just have Danielle Glanz. I know some people just have their name. So I feel like you should do- just full send, change it. I know. I was thinking that, but then I'm like, it's not official yet. So I don't know if that Wait, messes anything up. Like, I have to fill out a ton of paperwork. Oh, yeah. It's you like have to change, lot. like, your social security, your passport, yeah, your like, ID, have all to, that which, stuff. Which, like, honestly, I need to do anyway. So I might as well just, like, change it. But, Yeah. That's that's my um I feel like Daniel Shane's journey. is so cute. I know. It's so cute. I love it. It's like a whole new era. It's your wife so, era. It's crazy to me because like I also want to just do Danielle Shane's, but then I'm like, I I don't think people will be able to find me like if brands are like looking for like Danielle Glant, but also that's not even my handle. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, that is my handle journey (laughs) handle journey i love that but yeah we both have um accounts holding on to us well now you have your full name but um we've always had accounts holding on to our real name just in case we want to change it yeah i feel like definitely go grab that handle if you haven't yet of your name True. if your instagram isn't your name just because you never know when you might want to change it and remember when i did change it it's this whole process where you change it and then yeah, you have for four, you have to days. wait for 14 days and no one can take your old handle for 14 days and like if you want to change yours back you can but you like can't right now if that's taken <laughs> you can't hold or you can't grab the old one until 14 days so I had to like, like literally mark on the calendar when 14 days was to grab Fashionably True. Surfed again so that I could just have that. I don't know. I just feel like 
If you hold on to your handle with a separate account, it's good because just in case brands or followers go to search your old handle, it'll still come up. And then in the bio, you just put like main account and then tag your actual handle. That way people can Mm -hmm. find you if they just know the old one. And I feel like it also protects your brand. I don't know why someone would do this, but obviously if it's not being used, someone could potentially take that handle, which would be weird, but like it could be done. Or if someone was trying to like impersonate you, I don't know. I just like, it was like weird. So I didn't want that handle just sitting out there. So I have the handle, obviously. So (laughs) yeah, Mm -hmm. I feel like in terms of your audience, not much is going to change with this, if anything at all. People will notice, people are going to say something, especially like OG followers, which is kind of nice because they notice that change. But I just feel like, again, do what feels right for you. Only you'll know if you should change your handle. And I feel like it'll be a very strong feeling. Like you will feel just very compelled. Yeah. <laughs> to do totally. it if you're like building your brand and changing your name. And it's like this whole thing. But I felt like a lot of people went through that this year. Like so many girls who yeah. I started following from the very beginning who had those like persona handles, like where it wasn't their name, like changed mm-hmm. their handles to their name this year. So just kind of an interesting transition that we'll probably look back on and be like, remember that time when everyone changed their handle to their names, that phase? So yeah, just just something that we notice. But yeah, I feel like again, changing your handle, people go through that. People do it all the time. So just like consider your brand and what you think is best for that, I feel like. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, Yeah. so those are basically our our tips on rebranding, you know, changing your aesthetic, changing your niche, changing your handle and going through those different phases. I feel like it's all very normal and very natural and it's just kind of, I don't know, like I just feel like I guess as my style evolved, those are changes I wanted to make to go with my style changes, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense, like that transition, but Yeah, I feel like I'm happy with where I'm at. I don't see any major changes coming soon. I feel like I'm in a good groove now. Yeah, no, totally. I feel like we're very authentic and it Mm -hmm. shows. Yeah, so yeah, hopefully this episode was helpful for you guys. If you're experiencing something similar or considering it or going through that, just some things to keep in mind when doing it. And what we considered and kind of what we went through. But again, the times are different. Instagram is different. Instagram was so different back then. So (laughs) different. And it's like probably at the time we didn't think that it would ever change. Yeah. And here we are. So at this point, we're like, oh, how much different could it get? But who freaking knows? Yeah. So, okay. Well, I feel like that's pretty much it on our tips for that. And this week I named our question of the week segment tea time. So it's tea time now with a question that you guys submitted. So the question this week is, I have been feeling super frustrated lately because I know that I'm not charging an outrageous amount for my rates, but every single brand I work with always comes in around $500 to $1,000 lower than the rate I'm initially pitching or even just ghost me after I send my rates in. Does this mean I should lower my rates altogether? Okay, Mm. I feel like this is the norm. I feel like Mm -hmm. you raise your rates to the 
to what you would be happy with because yeah rate brands will always try to go lower than your rate so they're always looking for a deal i feel like most brands try to go 500 to a thousand dollars cheaper so honestly i would just i would raise your rate to um like a thousand or five hundred dollars more than what you were charging because they're probably going to try to just get you lower to your Mm -hmm. actual rate does that make sense i don't know if they said that right Yeah, I feel like you want to have a number in your head that you're happy with. Like, the lowest you would absolutely go, put that number in your head, and then add a 1,000 so that you send the higher number. And add tax. (laughs) Yeah, you send that number to the brand, and they're going to negotiate with you and then come in at that number that you're actually happy with. Um, Or I feel like don't be nervous to negotiate back. So you send your initial rates, the brand comes back with you at the lower rate at $1,000 lower, you can always say like, thanks for coming back to me with these numbers, like I take pride in my content creation, um, you know, whatever you want to say, and all that fluff and be like, would you be able to meet me in the middle at and then do the middle of the two numbers so that it's kind of like, you're settling yes. both sides. Um that usually, I feel like, like that's always pretty works. good. Yeah. Brands just love a deal. Like, and then I swear if it's not, they'll say no. And then it's like one of those things where I say, like, you don't get what you don't ask for. So it doesn't hurt to ask because the worst thing they're going to say to you is no. And that, oh, we can only, this is our max budget. This is the highest we can go. And then that's when you have to decide if you want to accept it or if mm-hmm. it doesn't energetically align with you and then walk away from it but yes you know you'll attract a new opportunity that Mm -hmm. does align with what you're asking for yeah so I feel like just because brands aren't like they're not responding to your rates how you would want don't let that make you question yourself your worth and your rates maybe just maybe those aren't the right brands maybe try negotiating a little more um and even if they ghost you I feel like that happens pretty frequently honestly keep following up if you can i would i would follow up until they said no yeah Yeah, literally and yeah honestly like every month every week does yeah just like check in and eventually they'll probably say like right now like they're out of budget or their budget's full or your rates are too high but if they have a different opportunity that use a better fit they'll reach out whatever the case but definitely don't question your worth or change your rates but just make sure your rates are justified with your content your engagement like taking all those things into account but you can also take into account usage if that's what they're looking for exclusivity whitelisting all those things like go into a rate so if you feel good about your rate don't let the brand like make you question that at all like just keep keep trying I feel like you'll find a brand that will, you know, work with you on your terms. And if you don't, then maybe it doesn't hurt. I feel like to lower it a little. If that's just like I would ask around and compare your rates with other creators. Yeah, if they're willing. Yeah, like your creator friends, just like oh, like what range are you pitching, or like what brands are working with you? That or yeah, if you see someone who. Is working with the brand you don't have to ask them what their rate is but you can ask them hey what did this brand pay your rate 
because then you yeah. can know if the if the person responds and is like no they low it was a lower than what my rate is then you know it's not you or if they're like no this brand paid really well like they offered me this much over my rate then you know you can pitch a little higher so I feel like that's a good way to be respectful of someone's like numbers and but still ask a question and be able to figure out where you are yeah with rates that's a good idea it's really good that you're asking for money like all of our content deserves to be paid so just remember that and yeah feel free to dm us if this was your question dm us your rates if you feel comfortable and we can kind of help you let you know if your range is like in line with kind of what the industry is if that makes sense and you can just go based off that so let us know but hopefully that answered your question so thank you for submitting and then lastly is the listener of the week do you want to share our listener yes our listener of the week is at emmy and more so e-m-m-y-a-n-d-m-o-r-e Emmy submitted this question um, about the big episode question. Yeah, changing your niche, um, rebranding, all that stuff. So, thank you so much for listening and for submitting your question. We so appreciate it. Also, by the way, her profile is so cute. She has all the fall vibes, all the fall vibes on her profile right now. I love it. Also, I want to start sharing like where our listeners are from just in case like other listeners are from this area as well you guys can connect um she is in the like the dc i don't know what dmv means but someone told me it's like a combination oh wait i think someone told me it was like dc maryland virginia i think that's what someone told me but i honestly might be really wrong honestly that makes sense yeah west coast girlies don't know but i feel like that makes sense (laughs) yeah i think so so. So, like if if you're in that area (laughs) but yeah thank you so much emmy for your support for your questions um we really appreciate it yes this was such a great idea for an episode again because like we said at the beginning we wouldn't have thought to kind of do a deep dive into this but this was actually really cool to kind of analyze and talk about and kind of just share our journey in terms of rebranding and all of that. So, yeah, we really appreciate your question. Yes. I feel like that's pretty much it for this week's episode. I say the same thing at the episode every week. So you guys already know, check out our Facebook group. We have an amazing community in there and we have our trips coming up next year. So if you don't know what to ask for Christmas coming up, maybe ask for help with the trip. If that's something you're interested in. to Paris maybe. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to Paris in June and Italy in September and we're so freaking excited. Um, Let us know if you guys have questions. You can always DM us. You don't necessarily have to have a certain amount of followers. You don't have to have a certain niche. Like you don't have to. You don't even need to be a content creator. Just at least like maybe a little bit interested because. Just like taking photos, wearing cute outfits, hanging out with girls, bonding, eating good food traveling experiencing new things sightseeing like that kind of vibe if that is you we would absolutely love to have you on our trips so yeah we're so excited and paris is literally my favorite place in the whole wide world so you guys please come to paris with me um i just want to show everybody paris because it's amazing so 
Yeah, so I think that's pretty much it. We had our announcements at the beginning and yeah, I feel like we're full swing into holidays. So if you missed our previous episodes talking about holiday content and campaigns, definitely check that out. But yeah, I feel like that's it. We'll wrap this episode and see you guys in the next one. Have an amazing week and we'll chat later. Bye guys. Bye guys. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you guys loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Monday. Leave us a rating and review and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.